Hey, what's going on, guys? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Ramblin' Alcoholics Presents to you. Got an awesome episode for you guys as I uh, bring in another killer guest for you week after week. Uh, this guy's a personal friend of mine. I've been asking him to be on the show for at least 10 months. Um, he sat down um, via Zoom, of course, with Escaleto. Um, Escaleto had to drop off because he had poor reception. So pretty much the whole episode just me and Pedro talking. Um, well, shit, I just gave who the guest is. But he's a local L.A. personality for 96.3. He's my big homie, Pedro. So he talks about the business. He talks about his ambitions and what success is. And we also dip a little bit into what's going on in today's social climate with the protests and riots happening here in Southern California and pretty much everyone in the country. So we do hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, below the description of this episode will be all the links you guys can find Pedro in. If you guys like this episode, give us a five-star rating. Without further ado, this is to you. Is it possible to two youths? To what? Oh, what was that word? Uh, what word? To what? What? Did you say youths? Yeah, two youths. What is a ute? Oh, excuse me, Your Honor. Two youths. What is happening, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Ramley Alcoholics present Two Youths. I'm here in my home by Two myself youths. because uh, my heterosexual life mate Escaleto does not want to get arrested with tonight's curfew. So Escaleto will be joining us through Zoom. Escaleto? I don't know. <laughs> and we'll have technical difficulties once in a while, too. So uh, we do have a special guest. We have a killer guest here. Yeah, me mostly. Uh, he'll be interrupting once in a while. We have a killer guest here, folks. He is a, a local L.A. personality in the radio. You guys will hear him every Saturday telling you to suele. He is my Theo. He, he is also godfather to my dog. Uh, I begged him for almost a year to, to... I begged him for a year to join my show, and he finally relented and said, finally, yes. Ten months, ten months. Ten months, I'm sorry. He's the one. He's the only. He's El Theo. He's Pedro in the building. Thank you, thank you, man. It's an honor to be here. I mean, that's from the bottom of my heart. <laughs> Thank you, partner. Partner, I appreciate you being here. Partner, partner, partner. I mean, it's it's crazy just to witness this. You know, you hear about it, you've heard about it from the past, but to be living in it, it's kind of it's kind of surreal. Like you're watching a movie, but it is, <laughs> you know. Well, so it's 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 a little wild. It is. It is. Like right now, before we went on. Um, all three of us are watching news feeds as uh, right now we're watching the LAPD arrest people that are outside out because curfew has been enacted today at 5 p.m. So you see a lot of people on the side on the sidewalk sitting down handcuffed. And you're yeah. right. It, it is surreal. It's kind of like a movie out here right now. It is, man. It's just it's crazy how they just move scene to scene. And it's, it's the same thing, just different cities. And it, it, it hits you and it kind of wonders, like, you know, what if that would to be home that what if that hits home you know, it's not too far away it actually isn't man it actually isn't that far i mean uh right now there was a protest out in the city of almani it was friendly they it ended in a couple hours uh i heard whittier just had one a couple hours ago it ended uh so it is hitting home locally to us but not as bad as downtown la right now riverside uh atlanta all these other places right now so it is getting it is hitting pretty hard folks yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> it's, uh, I don't, I don't even know how it works. 
Uh, Esgato, you wanted to say something? You sound like a robot right now, sir. Uh, uh, better oh, we were talking about it, like how close it hits home and turned the robot. You still sound like a robot, sir. <laughs> still? A little bit, yes. Maybe I want to talk like a robot. God damn it. I think it's part of the show, oh. like we were saying. I know. <laughs> like I was talking about earlier, um, well, the, it's kind of hitting close to home if you work in downtown LA, but that's where it's sticking. Like the main hub is there. Like that's where everybody gathers. Then they start walking elsewhere. Exactly. But what? You, these are young kids, though. Like I'm watching the thing. These are, I. They're like what? Seventeen, eighteen years old. They're like, they haven't even lived yet, and now they're fucking wreaking havoc right now. Fuck sakes. Exactly. I was just having this conversation with my buddy earlier, saying that, you know, the protests, the the looters, or the people that are just want to rioting. I feel there's just so much build of frustration from being already at home from COVID nineteen, and it's just it's it's a lot of, a, of uneducated people, I believe. You know, like the the people that are protesting, like you were saying in Riverside, we saw earlier this uh, a sheriff, the the main deputy sheriff uh, or sheriff deputy, uh, he kneeled with protesters. He took a knee. It was a good moment, and everything was passive. And, and now I feel. Once the protesters, the people that are actually there for a cause, start going back home and obeying the law, it's when these looters and people that just want to be a part of quote-unquote history that just come out. And I feel a lot of it has to do with the fact that in our generation, from us, is we were like the last bit of it that a lot of our parents you know, taught us manners. So That's exactly what we were talking about earlier. That's exactly that. We come from that era of the common sense and our parents instilling us with the respect for authority and other people's property. Don't shit what you eat, basically. Like, come on. Exactly. Exactly. Like, this is, these are our people, you know? Yeah. And, and like we said it on, on our, um, on our uh, feed on Instagram, like, look, we understand the frustration. We get it. Um, I personally, and I, and I probably speak for the guys in the crew here, we uh, we don't condone the actions that have happened in the last 72 hours, but we understand why what's going on. And like you said, and I agree with you, Pedro, this is just a, a melting pot of people who have lost their jobs, can't pay for rent, and just been stuck in the house for 13 fucking weeks just laying out their rage. And you got millennials that just be like, they don't even know what the fuck they're doing. They're just like, oh, fuck it. Let's just go rage. Let's put it on the gram. Let's put it on TikTok. Let's just go cloud chasing this shit because you know what? We want to be famous about it. Exactly. Uh, it's uh, just like many things around us. Uh, it's just for the clout, you know, uh, that, the term they use nowadays. And, and you know, they, they want to be a part of history. They want to say, oh, we did this, but they're not doing anything. It's, just, you know, I, I'm actually, I actually applaud many, not all, but many of uh, the sheriffs and the, the policemen that have actually, you know, kept their patience when people are getting out of hand. It's just, it's, it's, you have to apply that and people don't look at that. People look at when they start using force to control the situation and it's when like, oh my God, like, look at what they're doing. And it's like, well, look at what you did, you know? I was watching a video of a guy egging on a cop going like, oh, I'm a, he was putting his name out there. He was like, I'm going to find you on Instagram. I'm going to put you on blast. People know where the fuck you at. And all this guy was doing was building a barrier with other fellow officers so these fuckers wouldn't have to pass through. And he's talking shit to them and I'm like, Dude, you're egging them on. Like, don't egg them on. Like, come on, dude. You're just inciting this fucking thing. 
just protest. He's only there to make sure that this shit doesn't go overboard. Exactly. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm watching the news as we speak, and it's it's uh, right now there's uh, city of Riverside where it's not there's no longer LA. You know, I mean, obviously it's going throughout the country, but it's happening in Riverside. And it's you know, I I've been blessed to you know, I I, I travel a lot, especially my girlfriend being part of the IE. So seeing this and the IE unfold, it's just you know, you you, you see what happened in Fairfax and downtown LA, and you know, many of us go we, whether shopping or just sightseeing. Uh, Van Nuys, uh, Long Beach, you know, you go out, we go out for the weekend and those places that we go shopping that people build their, you know, blood and sweat to, to build that, the business, it's, it's gone in a matter of seconds. No, oh, yeah. And, and that's what we're talking about too. Uh, a lot of the people were setting up already this week to open up their businesses, you know, soft openings for restaurants, bars, breweries now have to now either stop what they're doing or just wait until hopefully this curfew is lifted. They, right. they, a lot of businesses are hurt because of this right now. And I'm not looking at it as a monetary thing, but I mean, we just said it right now. A lot of the people that are out there are frustrated because they've lost their jobs. They can't pay their rent. They can't do this. But you're just do you just, what they just did, they did it to someone else right now. Now, they're probably lost their jobs. They won't afford groceries. They won't afford their rent because of all this. Exactly. There, there, it's just people seizing the the opportunity to to do bad, which is like the message they're not trying to portray. They're trying to the people that are out there actually protesting, trying to get their voices heard. You know, they're not causing this damage. It's the people that are seeing that people, the, the media and the police are being distracted and they're taking advantage of the situation. And just just like I mean, I understand the frustration. You know, I yes, all lives matter, Black lives matter, but I just feel like if just like to say, you know, not all uh, Latinos are rapists or not all black people are thugs, you know, not all cops are bad cops. But it's just like if you want to point point is that we have bad doctors, you know, bad medicine, bad politicians. Like, then you have to point everything out with what's wrong in the world. And it's just it's it's harder to, like, attack one thing. And I have a lot of friends and family that are in law enforcement. And just like people, you know, especially us being, you know, minority we fear our life of, you know, being attacked by a policeman. Like the policemen also have a fear of having a traffic stop and then they being shot and killed. Yeah, which has been happened many times. Yeah. Like I said, it's just frustrations of just of just a, a disenfranchised uh, ethnicity. Just you know, brown people, black people, anybody who's been discriminated. This is just pent up frustration, and it, and it doesn't help. We're 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 facing COVID at the moment with. But look, Pedro, let's, uh, let's steer off from this. They haven't really talked about it, have they? No, that's a funny thing, too. I have, I think I heard uh, the mayor, no, the, the Newsom talk about, like, well, you know, hey, guys, let's practice safe social distancing. <laughs> and, hey, don't forget the old Dodger Stadium is opening up for testing and you got to make an appointment. But other than that, he didn't come out with his statistics of, like, this many people have been okay. sick, this and this. They're more occupied with this right now. This is the latest, the new yeah. trend. This is the new thing. Uh, I think people said if you know if COVID doesn't go up, it, maybe it might be a hoax. That I'd rather not touch that topic because that's that'll be a topic yeah. for another day. <laughs> and and going with that topic, you know, it makes it difficult right now. With you know, here at home, we've been strict with uh, my my siblings and I have been strict with my parents going out with you know the stay at home, especially because you know I am an essential worker and I go out and I have to come back. 
and my parents have pre-existing medical conditions, my girlfriend as well. And just, we had, we had just told them, you know what, just wait till June and we'll let you guys go do your errands. And then this happens, it's kind of like, A, to protect yourself because you never know where they're going to go loot. And B, is the spike, if there's a spike with COVID, you know, it's kind of like, you got to. It's a double-edged like, sword now. Yeah. But I want to get off, I want to get off this topic because I don't think fans tuned in to hear it. I mean, I'm glad they heard it because I, yeah, I wanted yeah. I wanted people to get Pedro's uh, take on this. But Pedro, uh, like I said, I've been begging you for ten months to be on my show, and he finally <laughs> did. Uh, I I even had to make you my the Godfather to my dog, you know. <laughs> and he finally, which I'm very proud of. Which I'm very proud of. <laughs> I mean, you didn't know he was a you didn't know he was a terrier. You thought he was a Chihuahua for ten months, but it's okay. It's okay, bro. I'm very oh, eager. I'm very eager to meet him. And you haven't even met him, and you're a godfather too. Right? <laughs> but no, no, I, I like people. What people to know. Throw him in the pool, or he hasn't thrown him. Oh. He, he's seen videos of him. But he hasn't done shit with the dog. I blame COVID for it. I haven't been able to go. But, but uh, no, Pedro's one of my dearest friends. He's a coworker of mine. Uh, he, he's a guy that uh, who kind of inspires me. He's one of the few people that kind of gives me compliments when I do this show, and and vice versa. I like this. Sh- even though I don't listen to that type of music you you put you put out, I still hype your shit up. But Pedro, give the listeners your origin story. What what got you to do what you're doing right now, man? Like right now, and, and if nobody knows, he was on the cover of a magazine article, his own article right. written on him, which we'll post below the description of this episode. But Pedro, oh, tell yeah. the rambling listeners. How Pedro became Pedro? How became Mr. Subele, Mr. A.K.A. El Tio? How the fuck did you get there? Wow. Thank you for the introduction, man. <laughs> but, uh, no, man, I mean, realistically, it's just I'm just an average person, average guy, just trying to make it out there, you know, just like you said, I'm your coworker as well, so it's not just all fun and games. It's not just all yeah. uh, glory, you know. I do work for a radio station out here in L.A. That's a Spanish urban called Mega Man Six Three, and um, you know it's that's not just that's just the tip of it. You know, I also have to provide myself with uh, financial uh, support, and of course, I have to work two jobs. Something that I've been doing since I started my whole radio career. And uh, I don't know, man. Just just when I was young, I I always loved music. I knew I wanted to do something with music. Mm-hmm. I just didn't know well. I was like, okay, I don't have the voice of a singer. I can't rap for shit. <laughs> I, when I start mumbling, I, I, get, I lose my breath. <laughs> and then, uh, and I was just like, I don't know, like, I mean, I could write, but sometimes I come up with corny and shit. So I was like, something's going to come up. And then uh, one day, you know, uh, uh, some of you may know who hear the show or time and those, uh, you know, have uh, one of our, my nephew, you know, uh, his, his girlfriend or his fiance, I should say, uh, I've known her for a long time, which is, I introduced them. And, but she was my friend way before they met, and her brother was doing radio back in the day, and then he had an event at a club, they invited us, and I don't know, it's, it's kind of funny, but like he inspired me, like, that's what I want to do. He was out there in the club and just hosting, and I'm like, I could do that, I know how to talk, you know, I know how to hype, you know, at the moment, I was 20 years old, 10 years ago, 10 years ago, and from there, I was like, okay, I want to do radio, but I just didn't know how to get into it, and, and yeah, from I mean, from there, you know, you want to, I mean, you want to know more about it? Or like, yeah, you want man. To know, like, people want to know, man. People want to know who Pedro is. What is the origin story? This is like, this is like a comic book version. Okay. This is like your, your origin story, bro. Like if someone was writing yeah. a movie of your yeah. life. 
Jay, how, how do you say it? You want to go balls deep? Oh, we want to go balls deep in Pedro. Oh, shit. All right, that's my favorite shit. <laughs> 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 uh, well, man, I mean, yeah, man, I mean, that, that, was just, that was just the beginning where I knew I wanted to head into something like that, you know? Uh, but, but, you know, I guess, like, you're young, so I have a, one of my best friends from kindergarten, you know. But one thing that I, I, I've been blessed is I have many relationships, many friendships that have lasted many years. And one of my uh, dearest friends from kindergarten, you know, he made it at a young age, at 18, he became a, a producer, an engineer, I should say. And he uh, he had a good name for himself. He worked with people like Pitbull, or Wayne, Manan. He became part of a this artist uh, camp, his name was Kid Inc. And mm-hmm. that was his personal engineer. And I remember he would always tell me, hey, come over, you know, I'm working on his music. So I would kind of hear all the stuff that didn't come out until like a year later, like, you know, that stuff that you hear in the radio. And he kind of was like the one that kind of started like structuring me. He told me, you're not ready yet. And I would get mad at him. What do you mean I'm not ready? Like, I want to be in radio. He's like, I know, but just, it's not your time. And at the time I was in a relationship that, that's all I was focused on. Mm-hmm. It was a very toxic relationship. And, you know, I it's one of those things like things happen for a reason and things happen at the time you're supposed to. So if I would have got an opportunity, I know I know I would have messed it up. And, you know, I just, I started volunteering. Um, one of my one of my friends, uh, he, he told me, hey, look, they're, they're hiring for a coordinator um, at this nonprofit organization. Uh, in LA, I worked there, you know, go apply with no experience. I applied and I was proud of myself because for no experience, I got to the final two. Oh, shit, okay. And I met, I met the, I met the, basically the secretary, the, the secretary of the company. And then I got to meet the vice president of the company of the LA, um, let's say the LA based, LA based people. And, um, she told me straight out, you know, you just need to practice on how to talk. You need to practice, like, being more confident on your answers. But right now, because we are, you know, in such, such a time crunch, like, we're going to go with the person with the experience. But, I mean, that was fine. You know, I was, yeah. I was maybe 22, 23. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, that's fine. I'll, I'll take that. But I kept in touch with the secretary because I guess I made an impact with her. And she's like, hey, stay in touch, you know. You know, we'll, we'll look for something. And eventually, you know, she reached out to me. She said, hey, we're having this, uh, our yearly, it's called the Alma Awards, which it's a war show recognizing uh, Hispanics, Latinos in entertainment, mostly uh, in music, uh, in film, not just Latinos, but just uh, minorities. Okay. And, and it's, it, it's a, I, have, I don't know at the time, but it was a, a big show. You know, it was broadcast on NBC, I believe. So basically, she said, hey, come help out, you know, volunteer. So it, was just, it started from just running simple errands. You know, I got to meet Mario Lopez, even Laboria. Uh, at the time, the artist coming up was Elo Black. Uh, he's the one, so wake me up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I know who you're talking about, okay. Yeah, you have a beautiful voice. Cool. You have a beautiful yeah. voice. <laughs> thank you, thank you. See, see but I, I didn't know at the time I was a bit singer. Yeah, so it just... Uh, it's something, something starting from the bottom, just handing out tickets. People come up and handing out the tickets. And just you just you can't be embarrassed of where you start at any age. You have to just start. 
And, you know, I got to meet other radio hosts that would come up. Basically, it's just network. My advice is when you start, not even when you start, just not in your career, just in any any point in life, just always shake hands with people. You never know who those people are going to be. You know, like a funny thing that, you know, with, with our job related right now at Synthos, uh, yeah. <laughs> is that uh, when I went for my ride-along, you know, which is our third part of our interview for for our work, uh, I came back from the ride-along and, I, and the GM was there. And then I shook his hand. I didn't even know who he was. And I shook his hand and maybe like an hour later I met with him he was a fifth final interview, and I think that's what helped me got the job was the fact that I shook his hand, not knowing who he was, you know, just me being presentable as as a as a person, and I think that's where it can get you far. At the end of the day, it's your it's your network, it's who you know that's gonna keep that's gonna get you there, and what you know that's gonna keep you there. Okay. You know, that's just with anything, but um, and um, I'm, I'm rambling. Hey, this <laughs> hey, is called Ram Alcoholics. We're just waiting for the. We're two youths and we're rambling. It's okay, Pedro. It's okay. The fans like want to hear your you hear it. Thank you, Thank you, Thank you, No, but yeah, uh, I ended the relationship, which was like a blessing in disguise. Because from there, it's just like okay, nothing's holding me back now, and I just went balls deep. You know, kind of how you guys are going on right now. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So basically, I just uh, it was it was funny. You just never know. How things are gonna turn out. One night, I went with my buddy, the engineer guy, Lindsay Angel. Uh, we went out drinking, drinking, you know, we were just partying, having a good time. And I got home, it's 2 a.m., and I had seen on Instagram saying this this DJ from Power One Six was looking for an intern. You know, send your resume here. And luckily, I had just had my resume updated. I was drunk, and I was like, you know what? Fuck it, why not? And I sent him my resume, and I feel had I been sober. I, I would have never done it. I think I would have been like scared, like, nah, there's many people, more, more people qualified. Like, I'm not gonna do it. But because I was drunk, I was like, liquid okay. courage, liquid courage, liquid courage, you know? So then I sent I sent the email, and shortly after, like, uh, maybe the next, not the next day, but within the week, like, I got a call saying, hey, we wanna set up a phone interview with you oh, shit. Saturday, Saturday morning. And at 9 a.m., I'm like, cool, let's do it. The night before, I got drunk. <laughs> Damn. It was, uh, one of my friends, they got, uh, two of my friends, they got married, open bar. I didn't go to sleep till 6 a.m. What time was it? Uh, at night. God damn. So I woke up at 8.30. I woke up at 8.30 and just, mm. I was throwing water in my face, trying to stay awake. And right at, right on the dot, I remember at 9 o'clock they called and we had a good conversation. And from there was the first interview. Then they said, hey, we want to do a group interview. Met up with them. Group interview passed it. The third interview was with the four potential people, yeah. and that was that was interview was with the manager of the DJ and the actual DJ. And from there, I was like, you know, I just shook everyone's hand. You just have to make your presence known. And and uh, I got a call back the next day saying, hey, you know, we want a fourth and final interview. I said, okay, cool. Like, meet us at the station. I'm like, okay, cool. Hopefully, it goes well. And it turns out that I was selected. To be the intern, yeah. Among, among, I from what I, I heard, it was like a hundred people that applied, and two got the internship. They were just trying to get one. Two of them got the internship. Now one of them. And so, uh, 2014, I was interning at Power 106. You know, I was like, oh shit! Like, 
I made it. In a way, in a way, in a way you know? Uh-huh. And it's just, it's like, it's like a surreal moment because you grow up listening to Power 106, you know, you, you envision yourself. And that's how it is. Like, something you want to do, you envision it. And it's true. Like, I just kept envisioning it. I kept telling myself, I'm going to be there, I'm going to be there, I'm going to be there. And you got there. And I got there. So, from there, I interned for about nine months. And then we had a family uh, function, 4th of July, with my nephew. That's how I got the name Theo. So, mm-hmm. my nephew is good friends with Jaime. So, that's how I met, I met you, my nephew. So, then I'm Alan's uncle. So, I'm Theo. Theo. So right. And, you know, I was, was going to ask about that origin. Like, why do they call you Theo? But he just answered it all. Robin? So he said that he was wondering why we, I called you El Theo and you just answered it for him in a robot voice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's how that's I got El Theo. And, uh, and then I am uh, my nephew's uh, godfather for his kids. So then that's how I. I was like, well, I want you to be the godfather of my dog. So that's why. <laughs> so everything Alan does, I do too. Yeah, everything. everything. <laughs> yeah, so that, that's, that's just how it started. And I went to, it was 2015, nine months later, uh, 4th of July. And then uh, I ran in again into my friend, which is the one that kind of inspired me to get mm. into this. And uh, uh, he's dating uh, a radio host from the station I work at now. And um, I, I met her a couple times, but never really interacted with her. And then we just started having a conversation. And so I'm like, yeah, you know, like, he's like, where are you coming from? I'm like, oh, from Power 106. He's like, what are you doing over there? I was like, I'm interning. He's like, oh, I don't know you're going to do radio. And he was working for a, another uh, Spanish radio station, which was targeting more to an older crowd. And he was like, no, you know what? I feel like you're a better fit with her, which is the station I'm at. And so from there, like, he kind of just, he did the alley-oop and, you know, I slammed up there, I talked to her, her name is Sandra, and, you know, she said, hey, there's a position in promotions, let me see what's going on. Truth be told, two days later, she's like, hey, send me your resume. I got a call an hour later for an interview. Sure. And within that same week, I had a job like, uh, at the station. And they told me, well, they said, well, if you're going to come with us, you can't enter with him anymore. It was conflict of interest. Mm-hmm. Even though it's not the same genre, the same music, but it was just conflict of interest for them. So um, I thought, okay, I have to make a decision because I was like, I don't want to leave him if I want to be on power, but also I have an opportunity to get paid to do what I want to do. So it was a tough decision, but eventually I, I moved into to work at the station that I'm at now. I did the street team promotion. We go on the streets, come up the station, obviously, and they have a sister station called um, the La Raza. That was the sister. That is a sister station. I did that for about three months, and the holidays came around, and you know she knew I wanted to be a host, Sandra. So she was like, "Hey, there's an opportunity. You know, during holidays, a lot of people go on vacation. You can cover, learn how to run boards, and you know, have a shot to be on air." So I was like, "Yeah, why not?" So we we did a demo. The our program director liked it, and he said, "Yeah, like." Let's try them out. So I went on there, I think, December 17, 2015. Like the first day I went on there. And it was overnight, but it's still, like, you know, that was that was huge to me. So ever since then, like, I've never stopped being on here. Like, it was, it was awesome. So 
how Subulik came, Mr. Subulik came with. I'm about to ask you, Rita, how, how did you come with that catchphrase? Because you you always say it on the fu- um, when we're talking on the fucking on the phone every day. <laughs> and I was like, how the fuck you come up with this catchphrase, brother? Cor- correction, Alan always says it. <laughs> that issue, he, I, you need to copyright just, that shit so you can charge him for every time he says it. Anyway, I've been in the talk show that many times, but whatever. But yeah, but that's, that's how I, that's how I came off the, it was my first day on the air, and just straight out of nervousness, like, at the end I was just like, Subele. And it was like, it wasn't such a, like, a, oh, Subele, it was like, Subele, like, Kind of, oh shit, turn it up, you know? So it was and, just spontaneous. It was just something like your nervousness were like, I need to come up, I need to say something. Just, it, it, like, it was just nervousness. You know, I was just like, and boom, from there, like, I launched it. Some people heard it. Hey, I like that. So people said, you know, I like that. I just kept running with it. And at the end of literally every talk break, you'll hear me say it. Sometimes mm. you're like, it doesn't make sense. I'm like, I don't care. That's my shit. Like, that's your catchphrase. Yeah, let me do me. So, <laughs> cool. anyway. so I, I feel like, People listen, you know, and I feel like, uh, I, I mean, I never said I created a word suit because it's a common Spanish word, but I would tune into like other radio stations or other hosts and I would hear them say it as well. And I'm just like, okay, like, you know. so basically they, they jocked your shit then. Not jocked my shit, but you know, okay, it sounds good, let me say it. But the bad thing is, like, you know, I'm not trying to take credit for inventing it, but I'm just like, I want to be known for it. So other people have opportunity because, you know, I'm. I'm on air overnight to have more of a crowd. Yeah. But it's cool. I mean, I feel like I made an impact on them. So I, my, yeah. my motto is like, look, if you, if you steal my, my shit, I'll come up with something different. Yeah. There you go. And you're a creative person. So it makes, you know, I know you're gonna come up with something different, bro. Yeah. So, yeah, so. I mean, I've been at it since 2015. I'm on air every weekend. And yeah, that's, that's the struggle. Struggle is real, but the dream is alive, you know? They, well, I had a question for you. What's what's one of the struggles of working in radio? I mean, if you could talk about it, like what's one of your struggles of working in the radio in the business? In the business, I mean, staying relevant. Uh, and you know, I think COVID uh, kind of taught us all like nothing is promised. Like, like no no radio gig, no. No position is like guaranteed. Like mm. any, at any moment, it could just drop, you know. So I feel that the the hardest point is just to get. I, there's there's many struggles getting in there, and once you're in there, you're staying 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 relevant. Yeah, that's the like that's that's the toughest part, you know. Especially, you know, now the world we live in is based on social media, which is it's a good thing and a bad thing. It's a good thing because now you have so many outlets to get known such as you guys yourselves like podcasts there's a uh, uh, youtube bloggers there's radio hosts there's just people on instagram that are influencers you have many opportunity to get known but at the same time there's a lot of people that are now like being looked at so it narrows it down it's really hard for someone to notice you that's, like, that's basically it's like looking for a needle in a haystack you get yeah, you, know, you got to stand out every day. Yeah. So that's that no, makes sense. It makes sense. I'm same thing. You know, with a uh, podcast, you got to keep yourself relevant. I mean, uh, what what are one of the perks in working in the radio? And don't say there's not because I've seen your Instagram picture, bro. You're, there's <laughs> fucking perks. I mean, the perks is you you get to attend some of the concerts for free. Actually, a lot of the concerts are free. 
you know, sometimes if it's your own radio station event, you get to um, meet the artists. But I think just the perks is just, you know, you get to you get to have a, a certain power, but not, not in a bad way. Like, you get to have people's attention. So you got to be able to use it the right way. So if, you, if you're, not, you're an influencer or you in the public eye, like, you have to... Um, put out positive feedback, you know. There's people that just use it for bad or just use it for selfishness, and there's other people that really want to spread good things. So, I mean, I mean, it's just, you just gotta do what you gotta do, you know, like. Okay, okay. That's what it is. <laughs> no, no, yeah, yeah I, I get you, I get you, bro, I get you. Um, What is your main goal? What's, like, your your ultimate goal right now in radio? Like, or overall, like, your life goal? Man, my life goal is just to be able to provide and for for family, you know. we I have I have goals, you know. I, I feel like I'm, I'm doing the radio thing, and, and I love doing the radio thing, but I don't see myself staying in the radio forever. I, I see myself being in the industry forever, and eventually I want to start getting, you know, get paid well and, and just make a living off of what I do, which is radio. You know, I think that's everyone's dream is to make a living off what they love, their passion, you know. So, I mean, your goal is to basically be not part of in radio, but to still be part of the industry and, of course, provide for your family and leave something, you know, pretty much uh, do something that you're passionate about. I, I, I see myself, uh, like, I kind of wanted to venture out to, like, uh, record labels. Uh, a lot of things that I get told is that I'll be good doing management. So I'm thinking about like managing artists, managing labels, managing, just managing in general. Like I feel like I have a lot of experience doing that, mm-hmm. you know, and not just in not just in the radio, but like in life experiences. You know? Yeah, and that's where you gotta you gotta carry yourself. Like you gotta bring everything, everything you do, everything you learn. Eventually, you'll be able to um, apply it to what you're trying to do. You know, same way like with the methods you learn at work or something you've done before that you've been a manager before mm-hmm. and you're a manager of the route you're in and like it's you, you do things your own way so you can apply it the same way with your podcast like, okay i want to i want to promote my podcast this way what can i do to get the the consumer to get it same way like you just gotta not sell yourself but you gotta make sure you're you're available and but you're also you're not cheating yourself okay okay that no, makes sense. I, I, I again, this is the reason why I like you, and this is the reason why I mean you get along. We kind of have a similar mentality when it comes to stuff like this. Exactly. Um, and I, I, I want to ask you because I, I read it, but I want to hear it again because I felt it was so motivational the way you said it, and I want to hear your voice saying it. What? what is success, or successful to you? What is success? <laughs> yeah. What is success or successful to you, Pedro? Uh, success is is a, a state of mind. It's a it's an emotion. It's not it's not something that you can just grab onto. You know, mm-hmm. like some people. I consider myself successful already, not because I'm well known in radio or because celebrities know me. I feel like I'm successful because anytime I've wanted to do something, I've done it. You know, if I said I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do it. If I said I'm gonna go here, I'm gonna go here. You know. Um, successful where I'm alive, I have my family, I have good relationships with my family, with my friends, my co-workers, you know, and I'm just building that. So I feel like I'm successful in that way. 
Uh, other people see it as that I'm successful because I got a Benz, because I got a mansion. Like, that's cool, but, I mean, then what? You know, and you got to be... You got to be grateful and satisfied with what you got every day because then tomorrow I promise. So it's just, it's, I just feel success is, is a state of mind and it's more gratitude more than anything. Folks, that moved me when I read it. And now he said it, it moved me even more. It moves me, Pedro. It moves me. It touches me. You touch my corazón. It wasn't the ghost that's right behind you. <laughs> Maybe, but you touched me more. One man show, one man show. The one man show. Again, guys, I mean, Escalante would love... To, I mean, uh, Pedro, Escalante would love to have been here, but with the whole curfew, he didn't want to risk his job getting arrested. And, no, I know, I understand. Yeah, get, I, but I do thank you for taking the time, taking the opportunity to give a, a, a level one podcast your time and your wisdom of, you know, the, the how the radio business is, how you started, and what you deem successful. And, and I feel honored, man, because, you know, many of you may not know or may not realize it, but this is my first broadcast uh, podcast interview. I've, ne- I've never been interviewed in a podcast, so it is cool to be a, a part of it with, with a friend and a colleague. So thank you, man. No, thank, thank you for having me. I mean that. Well, I've, again, I've been wanting to, and you keep telling you kept telling me, I don't know, I don't know. Now I know why. You didn't want me to pop. Build, you didn't want me to I pop your cherry. You didn't want me to didn't pop want, your cherry, bro. You, you know what? But it feels so good. So I, I don't. I don't know why I waited so long. <laughs> I don't know why. I, I've I've been told I'm very gentle about popping cherries. Oh, you are. <laughs> very gentle. All right. Well, Pedro, this is where we get to the tail end of this uh, of the episode, and I have a thing called Inside the Guest. So I ask you a series of seven questions. They may be personal. They may not be personal. But these are the questions. So, ladies and gentlemen. I will ask Pedro seven questions. We call inside the guests. I will go balls deep in Pedro tonight. Ready? Hi, man. Hi. Not right now, Pedro. Not right now. All right. Question number one. What is your favorite curse word to use? Fuck. Dude, everyone's been saying that fucking thing. I have it on here. Like, every person I've had on this show says fuck is a... I think fuck is a universal fucking... It is universal. It's universal language. Just like English, you know? There you go. <laughs> is, is there a reason why? Is it just because it's universal? You're like, fuck. I think just because it, it flows out naturally. And I, I feel it makes a statement. Uh, like, fuck. You know, like, I don't know. I feel like it's more, I don't know. I, I really don't know how to explain it. It's just, I realize that I just use it the most. Well, you, you can say fuck in a bad way. Like, fuck, something bad happened. Or fuck, yeah, like something good happens. You, it's universal. Yeah, I, can see, I can see why. I can that's see why true. everyone uses it that way. All right, your least favorite bad word to use. Like, this is the word you would never use. Like, you don't even like it. Just fucking the sound of it. Just, you know. Oh, man. My least favorite curse word? Like, it's offensive. Like, you even say, if you, even when you say it or hear it, you're like, God damn, that's offensive. Um, it, it doesn't sound as bad, but maybe, maybe idiot. Well, I could see, I could see it the way. It, it, it's just more like the, like the condescending way of saying it, you know. Yeah. It's very condescending, I should say. Like you know. Yeah, like I said, I could see it. Like you, the way you say it, the way you verbalize it to somebody, you're like you fucking idiot. Like, eh. I could see it. Yeah. I, I've used it a couple times with a certain coworker on on the phone, and I could see where <laughs> I could see where it sounds pretty bad. So I could see it. 
All right, question yeah. number three. What is your favorite alcoholic drink? To What's your go-to alcoholic drink? Alcoholic, man. Captain Morgan. Straight or what do you mix it with? No, no, no. Uh, Cuba Libre. So oh. Captain Morgan with Coke and you got to add the lime to it. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. It's got that twist. Uh, that's, that's my... That's my go-to. I'm just have a good time or just relax. It's just it's good. There you go. Your least alcoholic drink, the one you will not, you won't even touch it. Oh, uh, I have two. The main ones are gin and vodka. I don't, I don't mess with gin and vodka. Why does everyone say gin? Like, dude, I, I love gin. Gin and tonic. I just feel like, I just feel like I don't know. Gin is so dry. I feel like it's so dry. And then vodka, I just had many bad experiences with vodka that <laughs> I don't, I don't want to relive those moments. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. I'm like that with Jim Beam. I don't touch Jim Beam whiskey. Bad experience. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. If you had, if you had the opportunity besides doing radio and besides being the GM of your own route, what other profession would you try <laughs> to accomplish? What other profession would you try to attempt? Actually, before radio, when I was younger, I wanted to be a professional soccer player. Oh shit! Really? I did soccer for about 13 years, and. I wanted to do it, but I love I love food too much, man. <laughs> so the weight was was definitely a problem. You know, I I felt like I had the skill, and I I wasn't more like the star, like the the, the messy. I was more like a the, the guy that would set it up, that was a, a team player, and would create the opportunities to make someone else a star. Like I I was just I wasn't selfish. <laughs> but so you were like you were like Scottie Pippen or. Uh... There or you go. Derek Fisher, or like you know that type of role. Like you're there, exactly. you're noticeable, yeah. but you're not the key player. But you're the guy that sets everything up. Exactly. Oh, so okay, okay. That, that's what I would wanted to do. Soccer player. Oh shit. Okay. What's a what's a profession you would not want to attempt to do? Not attempt. Uh, singer. <laughs> <laughs> you talking about bro? Oh, you, not- you sang me a song and I fucking loved it. I know, I know. I, I, I love the funny thing is that I love singing. I love doing karaoke, <laughs> but just at home. My my biggest fear, if I would ever be uh, a singer, is being in a concert and straight up just forgetting my lyrics. <laughs> Wasn't that where they wear the earpieces so they know the lyrics? I don't know. I've never experienced that, so I wouldn't know. I mean, you've been in concerts. You've been literally on stage. I, I, or... I, I, I feel that's to to block out the, the feedback. Ah, okay. Because it's hard. Because when you know, I have been on stage uh, at the Staples Center, at the Microsoft Theater. Um, it's very hard to hear yourself or hear the others. So sometimes, especially if there's like a, a group setting where you both have microphones, it's very difficult to hear yourself. So, I, I or, always, or, or hear the other person. See, and I always thought that was like a way for the, the artist to hear the lyrics back to them. No, it's just too, I, I, I'm going to say too, to self to feel because I mean, it could be the lyrics. I'm not sure. Uh, but I know for us, like when we go on on stage to present, uh, if there's two of us, it's very difficult to like hear the other one. Yeah, that's what that, that's what you have to game plan. Like, hey, what, I'm gonna say this. Like, what are you trying to say? I'm gonna say that. Like, you know, because it's it's hard. Like, you you go in and you could just be like looking at yourself. Like, what did you just say? Or you could repeat the same thing, and then you look like you know, like uh, on this side, it looks like okay, they they know what they're doing. We could hear them, so they could hear it themselves. But and it's a uh, no. Okay, okay. Yeah, and lastly, when all the protests and riots over, when Newsom says there's no more COVID, what is the first thing Pedro's gonna do? Man, hopefully this is done soon. I would just want to go to. 
I just want to be able to have a, a barbecue or have a gathering with friends and family. Like, I mean, I, to many, COVID has taught a lot of things. And for me, it's just like life is precious. And at any moment, it can be taken away from us. You know, like we've noticed it with COVID, like stay at home, you can't go out. And now with the protests last riots, like a curfew is installed. So really like you can't even go see someone. So something simple as a hug, you can't go hug someone because it could be dangerous. So it's just really appreciate the moments. And that's what I want to do is once I'm able to go out after COVID, just appreciate and, and spend time with friends, family, a girlfriend, of course. And yeah, just make more memories. I have one thing for you though. If you do the barbecue, please don't charge people $25 for the meat though. I'm just saying. I know he's gonna hear this episode too, so I know he's gonna be like motherfucker. <laughs> so, shout out I, to Alan. You, you being the host, you, you get a freebie. Fuck yeah, I get a freebie. <laughs> and that is that, folks, is inside Pedro. I hope you guys enjoyed it because I was I was trying to be super super smooth with him in this one. Smooth, yeah. I hope everybody comes and watches uh, and he listens to the show. <laughs> Pun intended. There you go. There you go. There you go. <laughs> But Paige, I want to thank you. Uh, we are getting this pretty much is the last part of the show. Uh, beside you, just named the station you are, but anywhere else that fans who listen here and like what you said can find you in. Yes, follow me at Pedro. That's P A Y underscore D R, and then the letter O four times. Type it out four times. That's on Instagram and Twitter. Nice. And guys, read the article. He has it on his link. I'm going to post it up on this episode. You guys can click on it. It's very intriguing. Uh, very professional. Unlike tonight. But really good. Uh, again, like I said, Paige is one of my dearest friends. I'm glad he showed up here. I'm glad he gave me the opportunity. As much as he says that, you know, he's grateful that he came on here. I'm also grateful he came on this show. Because when he makes it big, I can literally use this as blackmail. and be like, remember the day you went on my show and you sounded like this? Boom, pay me my money. And and, and the, the funny thing is, you know, if I may, it's just personal growth. It, it's good to it's good to have a humble brag and, and see how far you've come because I listened to my recordings of when I first started and, man, I do not sound anything what I sound like now. So, uh, again, like, you know, I'm just an average guy from the city of Pico Rivera, you know, uh, immigrant parents just trying to make it and, you know, I feel like I've, I've made it. Like I said, we spoke earlier. Like in life, I'm, I'm successful. Mm. But just because I'm on radio doesn't mean I'm untouchable. Like so, if anyone that gets inspired or wants to know more, feel free to reach out to me. And yeah, man, we'll, we'll stay in touch. And like I said, Jaime, thank you again. Thank you to the Remy Alcoholics, to Esqueleto that we lost him. He 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 said he apologized. He said that he just hated his reception, and he just, he said it, he. Hated the fact that he couldn't get a word out because he sounded like a fucking robot. But he did say that uh, thank you because I mean I've been texting him and I thought he was mad at me, but no, he was mad at the the shitty reception or internet service he has at his house. So he said that maybe the next time when this is all over, maybe he can come down and do an episode with us live, have a beer with us, or uh, Captain Morgan with us. Yeah, I would love to, man. I would love to do it one on one and be in the Rami Alcoholics podcast. That's right. 
So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in. Below the description of this episode is all the social media platforms you guys can find us on. Give us a five-star rating in iTunes. It helps with the visibility and spreads the word out. So, like Pedro says, we will be on the trending side instead of you don't have to type us out. Other than that, folks, we'll be back this Friday. Hopefully, the curfew is lifted. But uh, don't tell nobody. We don't give a fuck. The guys are still going to show up here. All right, and they're going to sleep here. We've now dubbed this the Rambling Safe House, so the guys are going to stay over on Friday night if the curfew is still not lifted. Other than, <laughs> other than that, guys, thank you for tuning in. We'll be back this Friday. This is your oh, – well, this is to you. It's, I'm out.